0: South Africa, uh, we need to just feel that, um, that we are going to be there for each other. Yamo yeah, be there, and that's uh, James Ingram. Uh, for those of you perhaps who appreciated his music, um, this American singer, James Ingram, uh, died at the age of 66 according to um, a longtime collaborator, Debbie Allen, and uh, the cause of death uh, was not confirmed, but according to TMZ reports, um, they said that uh, the Grammy Award winner was suffering from brain cancer. I remember the last um performance he did in South Africa uh are at the dome we he would forget his lines. it was just so tragic to watch and at the time he was already diagnosed um, with brain cancer Uh, tried his best on stage um, but it was just um, a a shocker for those who uh, had grown to love his music uh, for him to be on stage and not remember his lines Um, but he had uh, very capable and able um, backup singers uh, that uh, the night was made Um, but yeah may his soul rest peacefully and thank you uh, for sharing your talent with us Uh, that's James Ingram more. And we begin our conversation uh, this afternoon uh, with uh, looking at the effect that drought has uh, on farmers in South Africa. And Mr. Ronny McKenzie who's president of Farmers United South Africa is joining us on the line right now. I mean farmers lose thousands of rents due to drought and uh, this is not a problem unique to South Africa. The agricultural sector in its entirety is always hardest hit by abnormal weather patterns. When it's too hot it means people can't uh the field, and the list goes on and on. He's joining us right now on the line. Good afternoon and welcome, Mr. Mackenzie.
1: Good afternoon, Griselda, and good afternoon to the listeners.
0: Thank you so much uh, for taking our call. I mean, I'm looking at these um, weather patterns. It's either extremely hot or there is a a, a ravaging storm. Um, how how has this impacted, especially on, on black farmers in South Africa?
1: Oh, thank you, Griselda. You know, this has got a very serious impact on uh, black farmers in South Africa. You know, it's the almino on one side, it's human actions, how we behave that has actually brought all this environmental impacts that we find ourselves in in the world today. It's not only affecting us in South Africa, but it's across the world. And as black farmers, so called emerging farmers, it actually hits us even the worst than any other farmers because we are not necessarily subsidised to Mm. to actually tackle this problem. When we speak on these type of issues, it's either government comes in too late or it's never there.
0: So let's talk about the real impact. What happens, um, for instance, looking at the drought? How is this impacting the business of farming?
1: Let's look at uh, the current outbreak on uh, foot-and-mouth disease in Mm. Kipopo. This was totally unnecessary if if only government had actually, you know, pulled up its socks and came to the rescue in time. As much as many would actually not understand or others will refuse that foot-and-mouth was brought about by the drought. But if you go looking at the source, how it all starts, it's, you know, where you find our, our livestock having to now mix up with, uh, wildlife and share drinking holes with your buffalo and all. This is where it all starts. There's mm. no enough for, for, there's never been subsidies. If mm. government, one of the things that I'll actually want to emphasize is on government, the Department of Agriculture having to be proactive and reactionary. All of this could have actually been avoided. Right now, farmers are struggling like nobody's business.
0: So so what are the struggles um, comprising of? Uh, you did mention that uh, you find that, uh, you know, there's uh, having to share limited resources. Um, but g- g- how has this impacted on doing um, business as a farmer? What happens to job opportunities as well?
1: Look, let's look at the loss of jobs in since- January 2018, Mm. we've got in excess of about 30,000 jobs lost just in the agricultural space. Look at uh, the price of beef today. Look at the sanctions on South Africa's uh, export on beef. Mm. That hits us very hard, moreover the small farmer who cannot afford to feed their animals, who does not have much to feed their animals. Where has this outbreak started? It started with small black farmers. It's Mm -hmm. not with any commercial white farmers. So until such a time that government actually starts looking into this with much more of a serious note to saying, how do we come to the rescue of small black farmers? Mm. This is where we would be able to curb the problems that we are finding. Job creation. All such will come from uh, from the sector,
0: some of the problems that are highlighted are problems that have been there since time immemorial. Um, th- do you want to tell me that uh, there's absolutely nothing that government has p- put in place? We're talking about land redistribution right now and giving people uh, opportunities to farm. Uh, that once you're given that farm, you're on your own.
1: Look, uh, speaking and doing are two different things, Griselda. Mm. They are total opposites. Having to speak about something and doing something, it's, it's, it's a, there's a big difference. Government speaking about giving. Right now there's investigations on farms, farmlands that are in wrong hands. How then is it that government says that they are helping our people or coming to our people's rescue? In terms of real farmers, black farmers that are capable of farming, but government is not actually eyeing on them. Officials that are corrupt. Hmm. The the corruption is too deep, Griselda. And until government, until the president can actually even open up a commission of inquiry on, 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 on agriculture, we will then be able to get to the bottom line of where this whole corruption is.
0: Effect. I think for me, uh, when I begin to read things like um, early estimates, uh, farmers planted around 95% of the country's yellow maize, uh, which is, is mainly used to feed animals. And now between 70 and 80% of that maize, um, of the white maize, is used to feed uh, uh, humans. And where do we then find grain? All right, let's pay the bills and when we return, we hear your response.
1: Hello, my name is Sarah
2: Singamudi. I am from MIT Development Solutions. I am one of the recipients uh, of the grant from this year. It so happened that uh, I won 100,000 worth of equipment. I'm in the agro
1: processing sector, and before I won the equipment, I was producing
0: Beltong. Another happy line of Department of Economic, Small Business Development, Tourism and Environmental Affairs in the Free State. <coughs> here, there, and everywhere, SAFM 104.5 FM in Stellenbosch. Well, and you can add 104 to 107 FM nationwide. That's where you find us. This is at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. We have a WhatsApp voice note uh, where you dial 0614 104 SMS is at 40938. Charged at 150 per SMS, and you can also give us a call on 0891 104 207 as we reflect on the effect uh, that drought has on farmers in South Africa. And joining us right now is President of uh, Farmers United South Africa, also known as FUSA, and uh, he's joining us uh, as uh, Mr. Ronnie McKenzie. Let's uh, also look at. I mean, Yakumare talks about uh, who's the chairman of Grain SA. That uh, as the industry body that represents and grain producers uh, in south africa how do they produce when there is devastating weather climate Uh, what can government do to help farmers um to to meet this because it it's now beginning to threaten food security
1: True that it's beginning to threaten food security uh and the man on the ground is the one that will be hard hit more than anybody else because if you if you remember, I would note that uh, pup is our staple food. in California. Absolutely. And uh, we tend to share such with animals, which is maize. And when you drive around and you see all these maize fields, you start thinking, for those that don't know, start thinking that it's for human consumption. And mainly that is for animal feed. Mm. So when you're speaking about these huge commercial farmers, they, they are more privy than smaller farmers. Smaller farmers need resources, your pivot systems. Mm. These big farmers, they've got pivot systems. They've got things that combat against climate change. Not to say that they are, uh, they are managing everything however they stand in a better position because they've got access to funds. They are subsidized in one way or the other. They belong to big organizations. With small organizations like ours, we can barely assist our farmers when it comes to challenges of drought where our crop farmers need tunnels you know to have more of a controlled environment when it comes to such situations but when it comes to farmers you know they can still sustain
0: but mm. for a certain
1: period the biggest challenge lies with smaller farmers and in the main smaller farmers are black farmers yeah. who are so-called emerging farmers so what do we then do who do we run to you land banks they will turn you down you go Whichever route you try to take, there's always some blockade of the other. So it's really a sad case until such a time that we can have an understanding ministry of agriculture. Mm. Then I think we will see a difference for black farmers in South Africa.
0: And is is it fair to refer to farmers as emerging? Um, is there uh, a time period, time frame, uh, when it's going to stop being emerging and and regard um, you know farming as a business?
1: As you heard when I was speaking on this, I'm saying old because I'm not I'm not too content to be called an emerging farmer. I've come into the industry finding. My seniors, black farmers forever emerging. They're still emerging till now. So when is it that they become farmers? Mm. And this is only used amongst our black farmers, emerging farmers. So it's, 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 it's really a sad case. How do we then, what, what do we then do? How do we get to that commercialization as our white counterparts?
0: Talking about white counterparts, I'd like to broaden it and look at um, international b- benchmarks. Uh, what are they struggling? The same challenges?
1: They are struggling. However, you must remember they they've started on a good note. Most of them, their farms, they are fully paid. They are able to utilize their farms for collateral to getting money from banks. They 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 stand a better chance than. Me. With, with, with our farmers, our farmers are sitting on, some of them are sitting on government farms, which are leased, which they do not have title deeds. Mm-hmm. Some have bought their farms. It's still a struggle to pay the bond on the farm and still farm. It's, it's a real deep black hole that one has got to actually get yourself out. And it can only happen if we have the assistance of government.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: in other countries, they're subsidized. You look at your first world countries, they're subsidized heavily by government. I don't understand how come we not subsidized. The apartheid government subsidized our white farmers big time. They just walked into a farm and started farming. With us, you get a farm. After getting a farm, you must still worry about how do you buy seeds, how do you buy your fertilizer, how do you erect a borehole, all those type of things. It's still part of what you need to still do. In this case is a high failure again of black farmers. Because you've got to work on one side to be able to actually sustain the other. How do you uh, divide yourself? one you the workers on the farm are stealing your things, this is happening on the other side. Whereas in white farmers, they are second generation, third generation in the know-how. They've, they've got rich backing them. Some of them are owners of these retailers, mm-hmm. which these retailers on one side also put us back as black farmers with all sorts of things of shapes, sizes, colors of what we eat. You know, it's 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 a whole thing. That I don't think with what we will be able to speak now will give justice to the debate in terms of agriculture. The time is too short, but it's, it's really a painful industry to be in as a black person in South Africa.
0: But surely something has to give, and I'd like... Um, to believe that uh, within, uh, I mean, your pain is felt, um, that within the conversations that that have been heard, there must be some ear, someone willing uh, to listen and ensure that, uh, you know, all these issues that uh, you've highlighted is, as farmers uh, are being addressed. It, it just doesn't make sense that so many years later uh, we still speak about the same things. And uh, drought is, is a natural disaster that um, you can't say it's due to negligence uh, from the farmers. All right. Let's take a break. When we return, uh, we take your calls on 0891 104 207. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614 104 107. Here's Rolani Tulo with headlines. Alright, so uh, taking your calls right now 891 and joining us on the line is Mr Roni McKenzie who is a President of uh, Farmers United South Africa and we're talking about the impact of uh, uh, drought uh, that uh, that it, drought has uh, on farmers in South Africa the impact and the effect uh, it has and uh, we're taking your WhatsApp voice notes as well um, WhatsApp voice note number is 614 107 Now you amongst um, many, Mr. McKenzie, you are amongst those who are calling for um, younger and younger farmers um, to heed the call and, and take this on as a business. So how can young people see this as an option when I mean, you, I mean, your pain is felt? Oh, what well, is the point of being a need, farmer?
1: We need young farmers. Actually, farming is not for the old consumer. It takes a lot of energy. You cannot say you're going to retire into farming. You no, know, retire, mainly it's when you are about 50, 60. You cannot retire into farming. You need to start farming while you're young to understand what is it all about, to understand the business aspect of farming, to be able to run around. To It, it takes a lot. It needs energy. And I encourage our young people to get into the industry. To fight together with us as Farmers United of South Africa to change the status quo. It cannot remain this way forever. We need to fight together to having our government understand our needs more over resources. We're speaking about land today, yet, we have not prepared our people to get it into the industry properly. We have challenges in, in, in education where we find that the doors of, of learning are still closed in certain sectors of education that relates to farming. How then are we speaking about, uh, uh, how then do we really get our people to understand what we need to do as a country, as young farmers? We need to get everybody on board at the end of the day. However, we need an understanding of government over and above everything else.
0: All right. Let's take your messages uh, right now. We begin uh, with a WhatsApp voice note, and uh, we'll take some of your SMSs. And you can also dial 0891 104 207. Talking about the effect uh, that drought has on uh, South African farmers.
2: Good afternoon, SAFM. Your guest is very correct, uh, but he is not. There is something that's not correct in what was just stated. There is negligence from the farming community in not. Being able to see that the effects of climate change, I wish I could offer more concrete solutions. Perhaps agroecology as part of how to expand the farming infrastructure away from static items like boreholes and stuff. Working with nature, it can combat the big problems also. That's my my, my contribution from Khalid in, in Durban.
0: Thank you very much, Khalid. Uh, my daughter says, I think it's time the weather focuses, uh, warn farmers how the weather will be and what crop they will uh, plant uh, in that particular year. Uh, sorghum crop is the best uh, currently. And let's take your calls. Uh, Malcolm, oh, we start with Rob in Johannesburg. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon. Um, yeah, my comment is a kind of, it's a 2 two-fold comment. The one is the politics of uh, farming, et cetera, in this country is fraught with all kinds of emotional difficulties because on the one hand, this government has um, pretty much ignored the, the agricultural sector, not supported either neither white nor black farmers, which absolutely astounds me. And what's so interesting is that the Afrikaner, which is... The, the makes up the most, the, the bulk of the, of the farming community in South Africa is regarded in the rest of the world as one of the best farmers in the world and they're being invited to go to other countries in Africa to farm there and they're being given all kinds of grants to do so and yet there's no stimulus package to uh, to foster um, black farmers, uh, maybe uh, mentored by white farmers, etc. Mm. There's no partnership between black and white farmers. And I can't believe, it's almost beyond belief that this government has, seems to have taken uh, a, a completely disinterested view of the, the entire um, project and subject. But my my main contribution here is the big elephant in the room with regards to climate change is meat. Mm. Meat and animals, animal farming and animal husbandry. So my advice to the world and certainly to this country is just eat less meat. Stop growing crops for meat because meat is the biggest contributor to climate change on earth, period. There's no discussion about it. The the farming of of. of of animals uh, intensively globally is the biggest single contributor of uh, towards climate change and this is something that nobody wants to talk about because uh, the 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 majority of the population of this country is addicted to meat
0: thank you thank you very much uh, uh, rob and i i believe that i'm going to be one of those people who'll be so grumpy without meat and surely something has to give let's go to malcolm in cape town good afternoon
3: yeah, you know, hi. I just wanted to comment that uh, first of all, I think um, the land issue and the farming issue are two separate issues. Giving somebody land ownership or for subsistence farming is completely different from actually becoming a farmer. Farmers are highly qualified people. They have instinct, they're mechanical engineers, they're pesticide experts. There's all sorts of years and years of training and experience. And then you hear somebody on the radio blaming the previous government for problems with farming today, yet the ANC has been in power for 25 years. A kid who started at school in pre-primary would be coming out as a qualified farmer, so giving land to unqualified people who don't know what equipment to buy, what seeds to buy, what pesticides to buy, who aren't part of you know, the market to be able but to But Malcolm, that
0: you're talking about challenges broadly within the farming sector, and we are focusing specifically in, in the impact and the effects of a drought. Any yes, contribution I understand on it, that? but your,
3: last, your one speaker came on and he mentioned, that everybody mentions the problems with the previous government, the problems with the Afrikaners, the problems with white people. It's, it's always the problems, but 25 years later, black farmers should exist. And, and you've got guys on the radio who are moaning that there's no young black farmers, but how many of them are going to college? You can't become a farmer by getting land, so you need to educate people. Getting land doesn't make you a farmer. A sure. farmer is a highly skilled person with years of experience, generations of experience. I All mean, right. I've planted stuff in my garden and it dies. Oh. I, I wouldn't ask for land to be a farmer, but everybody's confusing the land issue with the farming issue. And yes, global warming is a challenge, but there's plenty of research available. So plant the right crops. Uh, I don't necessarily agree that you know, stopping meat production will save the planet. I, I think there's other problems beside that. And people aren't going to stop eating meat, so that's kind of unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But uh, deal with the farming issue and stop moaning about how people are being disadvantaged when the current government for 25 years is doing nothing. Got you, I mean, Malcolm. They're, they're not educating people. A farmer takes years and years and years of experience to be successful, not just money. You can yeah. throw, give him land,
0: throw Knowledge money him. as well. We we'll take your and point. It's
3: essential that they go to college and then are mentored. You can't just go and be mentored. I mean, I can't even go grow daisies if I'm mentored. I mean, it's a complicated issue. Farming is a highly skilled practice. It's not a matter of just throwing seeds in the ground anymore. And you believe that the
0: current black farmers don't have uh, the necessary skills uh, to take on farming?
3: No, uh, they don't. And it's not their fault. I'm willing to, to concede that. It's not their fault. Facilities and colleges and additional things have to be made available for them so that they can study and be qualified and then take their part in in the world as farmers. Yes, we should give them land because it's withheld.
0: Thank you very much for that contribution and unsigned SMS. Uh, Chris Alda is a white farmer. I'm getting more and more offended uh, with your speaker. He needs to get his facts accurate. He throws in so many false statements as if uh, they are truth. He's a racist. Uh, he says your racist attitude stinks. Ronnie, your response to all these Mm -hmm. inputs that we've had um, about uh, coming up with partnerships and having uh, black farmers being mentored by white farmers and the fact that uh, there's skills uh, shortage uh, amongst black farmers. You don't know how to do farming.
1: Thank you, Krishel. I would like to answer to Malcolm as he's listening now on the radio. I want to give him a challenge to just... You know, visit one of our universities of this country called University of Pretoria, where their criteria has got a way of actually keeping blacks out of learning uh, subjects like veterinarian science, agronomy, and so on, or any other university, so he can have a full understanding why one brings in white into the discussion. Our white people. There are those that understand and can see and are willing to work with black people in this country to move this country forward. But there are those that feel strongly that certain industries do not belong to our black people. That is the unfortunate white people that would call us to say we are racist when we speak. Some of these things that we speak on, they cannot take them because they know who they truly are. You know, it's just now the other day, one white gentleman acknowledged his racism on national television. And for that, I applaud him because many are now nowhere to be found all of a sudden. So today when we speak about matters or issues that affect this country, others come, they want to be defensive on saying we are racist. But getting back to the subject matter, Chris uh, on, on drought, yes, This is something that is seeking us all. However, these that have got the opportunity, the privileges of having resources put forth for them because they've got collateral, they've got all that, it makes it much more easier for them to have access to many things that our black farmers do not have access to. So uh, I'm yet to hear of our white people that can speak truth to power Mm. on things that are happening today in our country, in the agriculture space.
0: And let me just uh, read a Facebook message from Mujalefa. Um, he says, I, "Hi, I'm afraid this problem is uh, nature-based, uh, given everyday poverty caused by greed and stubbornness of leaders um, who like leading but uh, have terrible are terrible for leading, and uh, so nature reprimands heavily for that, um, and and causes God causes God is away." Uh, uh, going on. I was hoping that someone could just rephrase this um, because it's a difficult read. Uh, why would he want to save us uh, since we don't want to save ourselves very complicated message uh, if you can just kindly rephrase and uh, so we understand the context uh, and I guess it's it's all about um, God saying we deserve the kind of leaders uh, we have uh, God will not save us uh, because uh, we've placed people that are not supposed to be in leadership positions Your conclusion, uh, Mr. McKenzie, and uh, if you can give us contact details of Farms United uh, South Africa. For those, perhaps, who would like to come up with solutions and suggestions as we address these challenges.
1: Uh, Griselda, as much as many would also deny, you know, yes, nature is coming to a of matters. that is so unusual. Big industries, who owns these big industries? In this case, it goes back again to our white people. They are the capital. They are the ones that actually cause all this that we find ourselves in. But let me not actually take the subject there. Uh, Griselda, touching a topic where you know others would want to throw in uh, denial of uh, situations that are on the ground, which is a reality. Our mm. government is found wanting because of things that have been done in the way that they were done under apartheid. It's not easy for our government to actually get things done. However, again, corruption has gripped up, which is the saddest part again. Yes, we need our white farmers. We need to work hand-in-hand with our white farmers. However, are there of those white farmers that are willing to work hand-in-hand without coming with milking government, because most of them are milking government consultation
0: fees.
1: Yeah. Uh, do they have the interest to part knowledge to say, here is Ronnie McKenzie, he just moved in here to this area. I'm a white farmer, let me show him. No, you don't handle a threat in this way.
0: I guess, uh, like but you I said, you Mr McKenzie, that. that this time is not going to be enough for us to address all these challenges. There's well, just so much uh, more to still you. talk about because you raised the issue about the university entrance and an unsigned SMS comes through once again that my son uh, applied to study agriculture at uh, NMMU and uh, was told up front that only 10% students could should be white and uh, how can your speaker then say the institutions keep black people out of universities well i guess these are problems that as a country we need to start addressing that's where we end do you have a uh, website sir, uh, may, may i
1: just give our contact details please
0: quickly uh, we've run out yeah, of time
1: you may go on to our website which is www all
0: right uh, it's www.fusa
1: united Sa yeah. No, FarmersUnitedSA.org.
0: FarmersUnitedSA.org.
1: SA.org. Thank you, will sir. You'll find all the details that are needed. Thank, Thank you, you. So much. Thank
0: you very much. That's Mr. Ronnie McKenzie, President of Farmers United South Africa. That's where we end this conversation. And uh, coming up next is Words of Wisdom with Maeve von Khami talking, facing those challenges.